106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hey party people, it's Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? Doing terrific. Just Great. just terrific. Great to hear. No no more, no less. It's good to have you here at Studio Hightower. It's always it's always a pleasure. This beautiful evening, beautiful day today. It was it was absolutely fantastic. We were Great outside weather. before I came over here. We had to go to, go to the park. We had to take the dogs for a stroll. Nice. Perfect night for it. We had a little t-ball practice. Beautiful night. Considering last weekend, I went to a baseball game and it was like fifth, like actually forty degrees and windy. It was a nightmare. So yeah. today was fantastic. Such is the life of uh, spring. That's right. Spring is sprung. It's, it's your house, but hey, it's May. It's gonna be May. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's always good to be here. It was nice to get a little break here. I thought I was texting you today. I was like something besides work. Like anything mm-hmm. besides work at the moment is really a welcome distraction. So I feel you, man. I feel you. Too bad we had to watch Blues Brothers 2000 this uh, week, though. That's well, yeah, that's the one I watched. <laughs> it's, yeah, the John Goodman one, obviously. Yeah, John Goodman. <laughs> as I've never seen that movie. Is he another character, or is he like Jake? El, is he Jake? No. Jake so they, the the movie, the Blues Brothers 2000s, opened up like they, they start at the exact same way, mm-hmm. and Elwood's outside, and then like the warden comes out, he's like basically like tells him like Jake didn't make it. So it oh, starts on like a super downer. Jeez, yeah. And then Elwood is his he has a stepbrother who's um oh dang what's I forgot what the guy's name it's the guy from Terminator that kills himself in Cyberdyne or he he blows himself up to oh, save Oh yeah yeah Morgan. Yeah. He, he, Joe whatever. Morgan. Yeah that's it Joe Morgan. Um he or Morton, not Joe, not the Mor- second baseman. Yeah, Joe Morgan from uh, Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> right, yeah, no, the same guy, same, same guy. Um, that's what I was talking about. But anyway, no. So Elwood uh, is, is that's his stepbrother, and then he ends up joining up with John Goodman. John Goodman's like a bartender at a strip joint or something like that, and they have a, another kid that's with them. That wow. it's just it's a. You you actually did watch Blues Brothers. I've 2000. seen it. I have seen it before. <laughs> Dad, I remember Dad was all excited. We watched it, and I was a kid. I didn't know any better, so I was like, um... I'll be darned. Okay. Um, well, hey, yeah. we didn't actually watch Blues Brothers 2000. We did not. We watched, we watched the, the good... The good one. <laughs> Blues Brothers movie. We're on a mission from God. That's right, 1980. Uh, since we brought him up, I'll give you a fun fun fact about Joe Morgan. Yes. Since Reds, sure. Big Red Machine. Uh, for as many stolen bases as Pete Rose had, mm-hmm. he would have had a way more... Because when Pete Rose would would lead off, Joe Morgan would bat second, and Joe Morgan would not allow Pete Rose to steal second during his at bats. That's fair. Because it would you know kind of mess with them. Like, geez, it is a, a little distracting. It is a little bit, but, but that's I've, yeah. I've never been. It's never bothered me. I don't know. If I, I almost feel like when you have other things going on, you like kind of just stop thinking about it and just mm. you just kind of trust your your muscle memory. And I feel like better things happen. I feel like I was a better hitter when people were in, in motion. 
Were you one of those guys, like, for me personally, if I was in a slump, Dad would throw on the hit and roll oh, yeah. sometimes just to – Yep, that's good coaching. Like, just yep. don't even think about it. Just swing the bat. That's great coaching. Yep. I, I'm from that school as well. It's, it helped me a ton. Yeah. that's Yeah. It's gotten many folks out of a pickle. Absolutely. Brooks crushed a double the other night in that same scenario. Kid was stealing from second, and Brooks just got into one. Nice. It was beautiful. It was like 1980s Cardinal baseball. Oh. It was like white ball. Yep. I like it. Not 2023 Cardinal baseball. No, 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 no. Of course not. <laughs> were, hey. you, were you deliberately call him out to everybody <laughs> randomly for no That's reason right. after like the third game? I'm going to make myself really popular in this locker room after game four That's of calling right. out yeah, hey. one of our players. That's, That's perfect. For a mistake our third base coach made. Absolutely. But. And most importantly, keep in mind, he's probably about five, maybe six years older. Than oh, the yeah. Guy that he called out. Yeah he's, yeah, he's too young. Yeah. He's too young for a manager to be pulling that. Anyway. Yeah, anywho, let's, uh, yeah, some housekeeping. Housekeeping! I just have one thing. I don't think I have anything, honestly. I just have one thing. I did, actually, I spoke with Kendra, actually. Oh, okay. The missus finally went back into school, and Kendra was there helping out. Now, Kendra put out the fire. She was, she's volunteer firefighter she, for... No, she did not. Oh, okay. She spit at it, but it didn't quite get the job done. No, she was, uh... She was there. They were just kind of chit-chatting and working on stuff. And she said, name the place, name the time. Oh, yeah. She's ready to, to have a smoke-off. And I happy it's both of us are, are totally fine <laughs> with you being the unbiased judge. In it's this. a smoke-off. So. She did say she liked uh, Tremors. was yes. her favorite Kevin Bacon movie. So I, I can get on board with that. Yes. I love Tremors as well. I only have one update, like I said. Okay, what's your update? But kind of a big one. Nope. Oh. Because we were just talking about this right before we hopped on the air. Cincinnati here. Reds baseball. Yes, big red machine. It's back. Um, <laughs> no, so the video game bonus episode. Oh yes, yes really, yes. really got an itch going for me. So I have since located a PlayStation One. Purchased Crash Bandicoot One, Two, and Three. Crash Bash. Crash yes. Team Racing. Oh my. Jet Moto One and Two. Lord of Mercy. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. But most importantly, Twisted Metal Two and Three. Get excited. The only one that has not come in, of course, is Twisted Metal 2, but I texted you a picture the other night. I was playing Twisted Metal 3. Yeah, man. That's, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I even played Twisted Metal 3. I'm going to tell you right now, it's just as fun as I remember it. Is it? Okay. Uh, it's absolutely the same. And, it, 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 you know, you think you play these games nowadays with, like, the better graphics and stuff seems to, like, flow better. But for some reason, like, I, I bought the Tony Hawk Pro Skater update mm. with the better graphics. I'm terrible at that, but I was playing today <laughs> over my lunch break. I cleared like three levels in about 20 minutes. Nice. It's just, I don't, just something about those old games. It just, it's like riding a bike, man. It just I, doesn't go away. Yep. Feels like old hat. So we're going to have to clear an evening. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely coming over. And going through the world tour, man. I'll drop anything. But Let's, that was my big update. Let's put some Sublime on in the background and oh, just yeah. knock it out. Hey, whatever works. I guess I do have one small update. I spoke out of turn last week and i said that zach efron <laughs> was in the footloose remake she was fired up <laughs> not only not only is he not in the movie i even like shot you down and you were like oh yeah with miles teller i was like no 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 like, no it's zach efron but i would that's perfect casting though miles teller as uh yeah. as the the friend i've never even seen it Chris I just, Penn. i've just seen the pictures the funny thing is i've seen it and like i, I remember liking it i didn't i didn't mention that but i remember like being like on board with it they made some like nice subtle changes. There's a they make the uh, the uncle, I guess the uncle character. You know, he's kind oh, of a yeah, turd yeah, in the yeah. original, but he's actually kind of sympathetic in the in okay. the new movie, which is 
they made some nice choices there. But do they uh, have an unreasonable, unhealthy amount of woman beating in the update, or is that? I don't. That I don't. Up? I do not remember that. I don't. But it's. I think it's Juliana Ho. How? Oh, yeah. Ho. Huff. Huff. Mm-hmm. That's right, Juliana Huff. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's not spelled like it looks, but yeah. I suppose we should say too. Hit us up on the socials. That's right. Movies with Cash and Hightower and Cash and Hightower at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Hit us up. I've noticed a little uptick. Some there's been some more comments lately. Yes, we've had so, we've yeah, we've had people going through the backlog, so we know We appreciate that. We know you're out there listening, so hit us up if you have a request or something. I did see Logan gave us a request. I totally forgot what he requested. Oh yeah. But um, I remember one of them was actually I was like, Oh, that's actually a pretty good one. I will pull it up right now because he had a few yeah, he had that a we few. talked about. But yeah, so those are all those are always welcome. If you're just thinking of something, just throw it out there. We'll we'll chat about we it. We do need to do surf ninjas too. Mm, yes, 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 of course. Okay. Well, first off, he did the six degrees of Kevin Kevin Bacon too, and he and like he two nailed steps it. or something. Two yeah. or three steps. Yeah, he got absolutely pretty, nailed it. Um, he got it pretty quick. He said, "Wedding Crashers Seven and the Last Boy Scout." Oh, the last Boy Scout. That's great. Yeah, that was good. One. I thought he had. What more. year is seven? Is that ni- late nineties? Yeah, that's ninety. Okay. Well, maybe it might be like ninety six. Okay. Yeah. So seven would. Tell, I feel like I feel like Wedding Crashers is not eligible currently. Not at the moment, unless but, we change the rules. But we can, and when we get to November Friendsgiving, we'll definitely throw it in the bucket. Yes. But yeah, last Boy Scout and uh, seven. Mm-hmm. We can definitely. Those are definitely eligible. Absolutely. Tony Scott. All right, should we get into some Blues Brothers? How much? 2000 bucks, and it's yours. You can take it home with you. As a matter of fact, I'll throw in the black keys for free. Let's do this. All right, 1980, Blues Brothers. John Landis directed this. That's right. I kind of forgot that until I saw his watch. I was like, oh, yeah, he did uh, He did have some success early he had, on here. He had, like, some huge movies here in the early 80s. He sure did. A lot of success there. But yeah, we got uh, Dan Aykroyd. And John Belushi. Mm-hmm. Uh, several other rando people. Yes, that's true. A lot of stars, a lot of a lot of country, like you're not country singers, but <laughs> a lot of singers, you know, Aretha Franklin and several other actual musicians. Absolutely. Which was kind of a cool touch. I don't think I realized it as a kid that there were so many like actual musicians in this movie. But yeah, so let's, while we're talking about it, let's just, what's history with the film? Yeah. Um, my history, I saw this one, I know I saw it on TV. I was young. I was, I mean, third, fourth grade. Um, and dad had the, I think he had the tape and then got, bought the CD whenever, uh, we were driving around. But man, I can remember listening to this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I've, I remember I fell asleep. I had a tape player in my room when I was really little and I didn't have a TV. I fell asleep to listen to this and I would oh, wake yeah. up and flip the tape over. And, um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it as a kid. I, I, I watched it. I know for a fact, like I said, I watched it when I was way too young. It was on TV, so it was pretty edited down. And then the first time I remember seeing it, like, unedited was probably in middle school. And I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that they swore. And Oh, yeah. And a lot of the jokes went over my head until, obviously, I got a little bit older. But, yeah, long uh, long history. It's, this is a family favorite of ours as well. This is a – I know Papa Cash, it's, it's high on his list. My brother, it was one of his favorites. I don't think – Mama Cash is a huge fan. I think she likes the music, but I don't think she's a huge fan of the movie. And Molly Holly, I think, is lukewarm on it. So, and Nat, and the missus is. Uh, I know she once once I showed her, she was a fan as well. She's all in. That's yeah. good. 
I'm not sure if Mrs. Hightower has seen this. I was uh, while I was watching it, I was like, you know what? She might actually watch or enjoyed this. But uh, I have a very similar history. I I actually was uh, introduced to the soundtrack before I even saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Like my dad had the like cassette tape also, mm-hmm. and I also remember like having it in my possession and just like listening to it on repeat over and over and over. I was uh, obsessed with the Peter Gunn theme. Oh yeah, me oh too. that was like that was my top jam for a while. It has since changed, but. Like, when I was first into it, I love the Peter Gunn theme. But, yeah, then just kind of, like, from listening to the music all the time, I was like, I want to I want to see this movie or whatever. And so my dad, I don't know if it was on TV or if he rented it or something, but we sat down and watched it one time. And so, like, I've, I've, I probably haven't seen the movie as much, but the, like, music will forever be burned into my brain. Oh, yeah. Same here. I, I, we actually saw this. They played this at the normal theater a while back. I remember watching it there and... I've yeah I've seen it seen it several times. I just I had this like old we had our first computer. I remember I had this like this uh, one program that was like showed all these movie clips or whatever. And I just remember it had the uh, Blues Brothers. Mm. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> that clip was on there. It's perfect, man. Well, so before we get into the movie here, I think people who don't know or maybe people do know this the Blues Brothers came from Saturday Night Live. This was an original Saturday Night Live. So my question to you. And this is a tough one, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I will go first to give you a moment. Okay. Favorite SNL skit. Favorite skit of all Favorite time? Favorite SNL oh, skit. All time? You can go all time. You can do do eras, whatever you want to do. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I could do a favorite, but I do have one that I know I watch repeatedly. All right, you go first. I, got th- I have like some that are popping up into my head, but i got to like narrow it down. So I narrowed it down. The cowbell skit, I feel like, obviously. Cow- cowbell skit. It was like probably like the third thing that popped into my brain. Yeah, cowbell skit. Um, I see. I like like lunch lady land like that. Mm, I love that. Okay. Um, the Hurley boy is one that is just like stupid funny for me. What's the Hurley boys. <laughs> Adam Sandler's like that disheveled looking like. Please let me water your plants. Oh yeah. And yeah. Chris Farley's. <laughs> He's a good clean yeah. boy. Love Wash your own damn sheets. <laughs> um, but I have to say, the one, I, and this is just stuff that I send back and forth with my brother, my friends, like it's the, the, the Colombian decaffeinated coffee. Oh thing. my gosh. I don't, it, it is so stupid, Dude, but what? <laughs> what? Yeah, with Chris Farley. That's a great you one. Son of a. <laughs> so I would have, if I had, you know, if I had to pick, I would say the Colombian decaffeinated coffee, but you could go that stretch from like, 90 to 94 oh yeah like those are all pretty much gold you'll have some great ones in there and that's some great will ferrell ones too. that that chris farley one that coffee one was also that mm-hmm. popped into my head too uh yeah you mentioned two of like probably my all my top fivers the cowbell one is just yeah. amazing chris farley also had the uh chippendales oh, yeah. with uh patrick swayze that <laughs> one's pretty like iconic that one's that one's just pretty great oh but, yeah Kevin Nealon had a lot of, to do with that one, though. He was a great, like, judge. Uh, let's see. Uh, I really like the Mike Myers uh, Hyper Hypo kid where he's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. he's like attached to <laughs> the... Like, dog. Yeah. He's a Sharpie. I'm a Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. That was a great one. Uh, you like? Are you a Sprockets fan? No, I never liked Sprockets. Okay, and now it's <laughs> part of the show where we dance. Ants. Uh Dana Carvey had some great skits, like the Chopping Broccoli. Yes. Chopping Broccoli is pretty great. Gosh, 
There's also one Will Ferrell that didn't make the cut. It's called Old Prospector. Oh, yeah. But it was on that Best of DVD. Yep. <laughs> that might be like one of his funniest ones. It didn't even make it to the freaking show. I know. That's crazy. Dude, that was so freaking funny. But, all right, if, I, if I'm, if I'm, you know, feet to the fire, yeah. I got to make a decision. I'm going to say, well, I didn't even, he, Massive Headwound Harry. Remember that? Where he's, oh, yeah. Tana Carver's got the dog, like, trying to eat his fake scalp. Uh, I'm going to go Will Ferrell, Cowbell. Yeah. Got to have more Cowbell. There's nothing wrong with that pick. If, and- Bruce, if Bruce Dickinson <laughs> wants more Cowbell, I think we should give it to him. Christopher Walken also, like, his best of. The Cock of the Walk. I'm telling like, some of his best of ones. Like, if the, yeah, the Pranksters great ones. is hysterical. And this, the one, I don't know if you've seen it, the one where he's, uh, they're out on a raft. Mm-mm. They He wrecked a ship, a cruise ship, and they're like... <laughs> Okay, we have to elect a captain. He's like, I'd like to just throw my hat in the ring, whatever. They're all pissed. He goes, listen, I understand now that it was a mistake to try and take a short bu- a shortcut through Iceberg Alley when it was only going to shave 10, 15 minutes off our three-week trip. Like, Oh, that's great. It's His best of is amazing. Yeah. Christopher Walken's pretty great. All right. Now it's time for the movie. Sh- it's the part of the show <laughs> where we cover the Blues Brothers. The film. Who wants an orange whip? Orange whip? Orange whip? Three orange whips. And spoilers for you. I don't know if you watch this or not. I'm going to be throwing in some additional tidbits. I can't wait. I watched the extended version. Oh, I did too. I was going to. Oh, yeah. Okay. I watched, well, it was like the uncut ver- or unrated or something. Mm-hmm. But I noticed when I was looking at him on Prime, it's like 15 minutes or something. Yeah. Or like 12 minutes more. Most of it is just like additional scenes of them like standing around and doing a couple other things. Okay. Like some throw- but there's some stuff that I know, like I said, I've, I've seen it enough. I, I threw See, in. See, like- I have not seen it enough. Okay. But some of the stuff just felt out of place. Yes. Which also could have just been missing from a TV, like the TV yeah. cut. Yeah, know, probably. Which, which is probably how I saw it last time I saw it. But anyway, so we, we're opening up. Joel- What's up with that opening? Was that just the opening shot of like a, all those factories and stuff is mm-hmm. that joliet yeah that was a weird opening uh that's i'm supposed to say because i i've said this before and then i picked a movie out of chicago as soon as i turned it on last night are you going to mention that that's where i went to college are you going to mention this are you going to mention that Mrs. i was like cash went to joliet college she went to saint francis and that was in joliet yes oh or did she go to the prison she for, did for the yeah. crimes against they humanity a wicked pepper stick. She, that's right <laughs> They all pretty bad. Um, yeah, so those shots opening up, and then Jake, Joliet Jake, Joliet John Jake. Belushi himself is getting discharged, and that lengthy walking to the uh, yeah, front that entrance. Yeah, that was a long, took their sweet time with that one. And Yoda's discharging him. Frank, Frank Oz. Oz. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I know for a fact that that discharge scene, the one unused prophylactic, <laughs> one soiled, I, I know as a kid I was like, why is this funny? I don't, yeah. I don't understand why this is funny. Now, I'm like, that's just disgusting. Gross. Why would they keep that? Elwood pulls up. Dan Aykroyd, he's just outside. And after getting discharged because he can't, that not crossing the line gag, it's it's stupid. But when he like steps oh, he up. Leans and over he, the, yeah, and yeah, he leans, he leans over, over it, the. It's stupid, but it's funny. To sign his name. But him and, uh, him and Elwood hug it out over She Caught the Katie. It's a great song. I love the opening. I do too. Bam, bam. Great song. And they do the kind of like subtitles of the characters that are looking at each other. It's just very well done. Yeah. So after the after the reunion, Jake is uh, very upset about 
Elwood trading in the Blues Mobile right. for they a microphone. Got rid of the Cadillac, and yeah. <laughs> you traded it for this? No, I traded it for a microphone. <laughs> okay, I can see that. <laughs> but what's this? Yeah, now they have a police car, which was bought at the some auction, Mount Prospect yeah. au- au- auction. Practically giving them away. That's right. Got cop shocks, cop suspension, cop tires. <laughs> it's a model rated before a catalytic converter, so it runs good on regular gas. That's great. <laughs> Shout out for catalytic converters. That's big right now. Everyone's stealing them. Yeah, that's a good point. But, uh, yeah, Jake's still not happy until Elwood decides to get a little reckless jumping a bridge. Seemed like an unnecessary risk to take. It is. And logistically, that bridge is still going up. Mm-hmm. You know, just just seems bad. There's definitely some laws of physics that have been that were broken. So I there's I'll throw it in a little bit here. There's a reason for all this. Okay. And it was a subplot that I it, I have many gripes with John Landis, but he and the oh. the back behind the scenes thing I watched this. He's like, Dan, no one's gonna understand this. Like I'm gonna cut it out of the movie. Okay. So the car. Oh, you know, I did. I think I read somewhere where Aykroyd had like this like tome like of script, and they had to. They were like, yeah. we're going to have to, because it was going to be like several movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, well, the same same thing happened, I know, with Ghostbusters, too. Like, he came oh, yeah. with this huge, like, and then, like, Well, Ghostbusters like, was, like, totally different. That was, like, a... Dark movie, yeah, i was sure. Yeah, it was, like, serious in tone, yeah. But, anyway. That's right. It's neither here nor there. Elwood takes Jake to go see the Penguin, because he promised he'd see her the day he got out. The Penguin, who was a nun. No way. <laughs> um... So they go there, and again, this part, like, I, as a kid, I, this creeped me out, this staircase. Yeah. And the, this is, like, filmed like a horror film. It's terrifying. Or a horror scene, yeah. <laughs> and how she floats, you know, yeah. as she moves forward and backward, and she's I floating. Love, I want to see your faces. <laughs> but that does crack me up. <laughs> I offered to help you. Mm-hmm. You refused to take our money. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're really a... Christ, Jake, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> that... But anyway, this is where we find out. This is what sets the rest of the movie in motion. motion that they uh, freaking Cook County, always yeah. Cook County, being a turd about well, it's the like taxes. The, it's like the Board of Education, too. It's really weird. It's a weird... Uh, yeah. The, they don't fork over the five grand. Cook County Assessor's Office is coming after them. But it's the Board of Education that will take the building? Yeah. Uh, it didn't make sense to no, me. No, not at all. But whatever, yeah, they need to. They have like eleven days basically to f- come up with five k, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like that much money. Nineteen eighty though, but it is nineteen eighty. You're right, and they're just out of jail. They're just out of jail, so it seems like a lot of money to these guys. Sure, yes, but in the grand scheme of things, like five. I mean, I don't want to. I could, I could come up with five k in like a weekend. Let's talk about the real bad guys of this movie, though. The, I, the Cook County. Well, I mean, obviously. Always, I'm like Ron Swanson. The, the government will suckle at the right. teat of the taxpayer until it's raw. Cha- no, but the church itself. He's like, well, isn't the church going to pay for that? They're like, they would if they wanted to keep it open. Mm, like, come on, church. I see. What are we doing here? I see. You're coming after the Catholic Church now, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, boy. not necessarily the Catholic. And I'm like, but come on, guys. It's supposed to be a family. We're supposed to be spreading the good word. How can we do that if we let the freaking board of education trying to teach children? That's right. The odd thing is, is we meet Curtis here mm-hmm. also. Cab Calloway. Who kind of, yeah, Cab Calloway, who mm-hmm. kind of puts them, you know, he kind of, he was, you know, their kind of leader as they were, they were orphaned, orphans and they were raised in this place. Mm-hmm. And he, they kind of let us know that he taught them how to sing and all this, whatever, worked with them. But then he also kind of like puts them forward on their adventure here by sending them to a Baptist church. 
That's, not even yeah, that's not true. even Catholic Church. That's a very good point. Have you ever heard of anybody named Cleophas? I love it. No, I, I love the name. Yeah, James, I absolutely do. But I've James never heard of anybody. Yeah. What is his like, Reverend or Cleophas, yeah, Reverend Cleophas James? I think. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, that's so great. James Brown, though we did the Off- Triple Rock Baptist Church, that's baby. Right. What just setting off? Just God, I love everything about this journey that they go on. I do too. Well, and this, I gotta say it too, like. Cards on the table. There's, I, I think I mentioned it last week. There's one song in the soundtrack that I'm not a huge fan of, but mm-hmm. I love every other song, and I love this old landmark song. Oh, so good. And this whole dance scene is like it's ridiculous, but they're like people are just dancing and they're doing flips and they're like flipping up to the ceiling. <laughs> when I was watching this, I, for whatever reason, I was like reminded of, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, mm-hmm. because they also kind of go on a journey and there's like a lot of good music, and I was like, man, I know I, I've always heard that. Coen Brothers were, uh, they kind of took their inspiration from the Odyssey, I believe, by mm-hmm. Homer. Yeah, because that's a lot of like, the same beats, yeah. I feel like the truth is he took like the <laughs> inspiration from the Odyssey mixed with the Blues Brothers. Because it, it definitely had that feel to me there's as, worse, as I watched it. There's worse things to copy, I'm just saying. Right, which is a great move. Both of those solid choices. But yeah, all the all the dancing and everything, and Jake gets the divine spirit. And realizes they have to put the band back together. Yes. The band. Yes. I see the light. And God bless the United States of America. (laughs) Dan Aykroyd's dancing in this movie is just... It's great. It cracks me up, man. I did see somewhere where, like, cocaine was on, like, was a... Was a line item within the actual budget. Like, someone, like, wrote this cocaine, allotment of cocaine down. It's kind of, I mean, it's sad. I mean, obviously the movie itself is good, but it's one of those things that's still kind of sad just knowing, like, apparently there were days, like, John Belushi was just, like, barely functioning, didn't yeah. know his lines. And some of it, it, I I never can tell, but they say, like, some of the, like, clips that are in the movie are, like, days when he was so strung out that he wasn't even able to really function. So it's kind of, like, I, I don't know if the sunglasses was, like, a necessity or just, like, a character choice or whatever, but... Interesting. I know they said it helped, but yeah, he like this was before he, because he got sober after this for a oh, little while. Interesting. He got sober for like a couple of years, and then right before he went back off the deep end again, because they like an, another movie that bombed that it, that sent him down the the path. But this movie, they were like him and like John Landis and Dan Aykroyd both like, dude, you gotta you gotta get some help because this is bad. Because at this point. He had he was on the number one show because he was still on Saturday Night Live. They had the number one album, mm-hmm. and he had the number one movie in America. And he was thirty. That's crazy. So yeah, he was um, yeah well documented. If you ever you know, there's plenty of documentaries out the there. The funny thing him. is about this movie, you know, like it was came out before I was born. For either of us were born. Mm-hmm. I've always been like, oh, Dan Aykroyd's in this thing. Like Dan yeah. Aykroyd's always been the bigger star to me. Yep. Because I'm not old enough to remember any of the Belushi stuff. And, like, my dad wasn't a big Belushi fan. So he never, like, talked about John Belushi. So, like, to me, I mean, now that I've gotten older and, you know, you know, looked into the history and I've actually seen some Belushi skits and stuff, like, I get it a little bit. But at the same time, I think I think Aykroyd's way funnier. I no, I agree. I've always been the same way. It's like I like, oh, it's a Dan Aykroyd movie. But I'm the same way as you. I'm, and I'm younger than you, too. So it was, I was... You know John Belushi's funny and everything, and I so I love Animal House and I love Blues Brothers. I've seen 1941. Like I don't, I dad likes that, that, but I I don't know. I just yeah, I just never got into Belushi. But then he I he did a couple other movies that were like 
didn't do well and weren't funny or whatever. And then that, like, that was it. So it's his Saturday night live stuff. Is, it is funny. Admittedly, yeah. like there's a lot of good skits, but I, I'm like you, like Dan Aykroyd to me, it was, I always associated it with him. Yeah. He's the bigger draw for me, but that's neither here nor there word. Um, the other thing too, I, I always get kind of frustrated. Like now, I listen to the music of the of the album and the soundtrack, but there's a lot of background songs that aren't. It on didn't there. make the cut. I noticed that. I was listening to it. So like this one, like Jake and Elwood are driving around and "Soothe Me" by Sam and Dave. Yeah, a lot of Sam and Dave. Good. I mean, I love that song, but they're they're driving around, and then they they a little bit later it goes to uh, "Hold On, I'm Coming." That's another one of their oh, more popular. Yeah, that was ones. on like the old school like Jack Rock. Yes, one of those Jack Rock albums. But Elwood's driving around telling Jake, he's like, we got to put the band back together. And Elwood's like, well, you know, it's, I, they all split and they all got their own thing. Blah, blah, blah. So you lied to me. <laughs> I took the liberty of BSing you. <laughs> um, I, and watching it, too, for the show, because I, tr- I tried to be critical as best I could. This whole movie starts off because Elwood kind of goes through a yellow light. Yeah, basically. I think that's a little harsh. Like, there was no one around. Yeah. He wasn't going to cause an accident. Yeah, that is interesting. Like, the cop wanted to just be a little bit over over the top. Yeah, they were over-policing. It was a little bit too much. And it's weird, too, because they're driving an old police car, too. So, I don't, yeah. know if, I don't know if that would give them a little more credit or not. But, but yeah, Elwood's riding dirty on a suspended license. That's right. I bet it's they no got good. scamods. Yeah. Scamods? <laughs> State, county, municipal, offender data, offender data system. Yeah. And then they take off, of course, because the rest of the movie has to happen. We're on a mission from God. That's right. They, they kick it off right here. We, I don't know how many times, man. We, Three, yeah. My dad and brother and I, we'd be going somewhere hunting, something or other, drive around, somebody get upset about something, and one of us would go, don't yell at me. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, why don't you offer some constructive criticism every <laughs> once in a while? I'll tell you what, another thing, as I was thinking, as I was watching this movie, they decide this is the big chase scene through the mall. Love it. So... I have comments about some of the stuff in the mall, but why would the cops drive through the mall too? Like that's recklessly endangering. Uh, right, you just like you would just surround the building. But yeah, I mean it's fun to watch. It is. Toys R Us. Yep. That Pier was, One Imports. Yep, we got a Pier One There's, joke. Even there was a bunch of movies or a bunch of uh, stores that just aren't even around anymore. Yeah, which is sad. I saw we saw the J.C. Penney was kind of mm-hmm. out in front. They kind of go in and out of J.C. Penney. I saw a Jewel. Old, like, That's right, yeah, Jewel, store. yep. Just go pants and haircuts. That's right, just go pants and haircuts. <laughs> also, this place has got everything. Also, shout it out. But man, toys, seeing that Toys R Us, even like a 1980 Toys R Us, gosh, that just made me sad. Yeah, I miss Toys R Us. And there was a Grover toy, weren't you? Didn't you have a Grover plush? I had Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo, that's yes. right. It was Gonzo. With the other G. <laughs> I saw Kermit, too, mm-hmm. on, at one point. He was in there. Do you have a Miss Piggy? Do you have a Miss Piggy? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's a great chase scene, though. Old decommit. It was like it was abandoned in McHenry, I think. Yeah, and then they did it back up. I saw that there was some there was some drama after they had filmed though, where yeah, it was like a dead mall, Mm -hmm. abandoned mall. I don't know if it was abandoned or just dead, like no one was in it or something. But so they drove all those cars. I mean, all that stuff happened. They destroyed a bunch of stuff, like the the structure of the mall. I think. And so, like, when they left, the city was like, oh, you didn't return it to its original form, whatever. And the blues, and they, whoever was like, you, that wasn't part of the deal. And yeah. So they got into a big fight. But it eventually got torn down anyway, so. Yeah. 
Uh, then you mentioned it earlier, the Peter Gunn theme as they're heading back. Dun, 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 Love dun, the Peter dun, Gunn theme. Dude, great song. I wore that out so many times when I was younger, too, so I was, I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. Have you seen the Peter Gunn TV show that it's from? It's like from like the 60s, I think. Nope. I haven't either. I've, I've seen the theme, like I've actually, like the opening whatever credits where the song plays, but I've never watched the show. I think he's like a detective or something. That's all I know. So they get back to Elwood's place. So this is where the extended cut is it adds a little bit more but like they don't talk about it so he drives back and drives down this alley and parks in this like little itty bitty garage is that the version you watched yep okay so this is parking next to a transformer Mm -hmm. supposedly dan Aykroyd wrote it into the script that the parking next to this transformer made the vehicle like souped up and extra durable great so like some of the stuff at the end in the last chase where it's like jumping randomly where he does the backflip supposedly <laughs> that's why he wrote it in there and then john landis was like dan nobody's gonna freaking pick up on this like what do you what are you doing here but so that's why they cut most of that out that's hilarious so there you go most some stuff to know um is this rocket launcher scene in the original cut? yes okay i was like i don't remember her Yep, I remember the flamethrower and I remember the machine gun at the end, but I was like, man, I don't remember this rocket launcher. Yeah, I, I remember that too. And then she just drives <laughs> off, and nobody, nobody does nobody anything. Nobody reacts. The door's just blown up all Locks night long. Steps, which I, that that part's cut out too. And like, hey Sam or whatever, that guy sitting on the steps that that was cut out too. Oh really? Yeah, out of the oh, original. Okay. So wait, the rocket launcher scene is or is not in the, the original? rocket launcher scene is, but when they're walking up they're, the steps and they the see that interaction. Guy on, okay, yeah, I yep. got you. I got you. That's great. This is my brother Jake. He's going to be staying with me. Cop showed up, left his card. That guy's, yeah, that guy's voice was interesting. Uh, okay. He was watching wrestling and it almost sounded like Jesse Ventura, but I was like, man, 1980? I don't think he'd be on. I don't think he'd be on. Yeah, I feel like he'd still be in like an in ring talent yeah. at that point. So I, I it, it wasn't clear enough. I couldn't tell. Um, we also, as a family, uh, anytime anybody goes to get anything, food, <laughs> anything, says, you give me my cheese whiz, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That was interesting to see that. That was like that's like the cheese whiz can. Yeah. It was around like that long. Mm-hmm. Like holy cow, I thought that was like a '90s thing. I think my favorite part about it is is there's literally nothing else to that part. Like it's just, did you get me my cheese whiz, boy? Yeah, just randomly tosses him the cheese whiz, and we never see that guy again. It's pretty great. He didn't even have any crackers well, nearby. There's a reason why we don't see that guy ever again. That's a good point. So he, yeah, he, a he, point. Die, he dies 12 hours later. <laughs> he gets, yeah. He's, he's sitting there playing cards enjoying his cheese whiz. <laughs> gets blown up, sir. Dude. Oh, Lord. But yeah, when we, you see John Candy enters the film. That's right. What is his role? I, he is, uh, he's like a detective, I think. Because um, he's at the police station later. Yeah. So he has some, some form of police officer. Well, because he's the one that figures out that they lied on, or yeah. Elwood lied on his address, which this, this is the part of this movie that to this day makes me physically ill. I could recite Wrigley Field's address because of mm. this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I should be able to do that with the Cardinals ad, stadium address. It's right off the uh, interstate. It's Clark. I know it's, I know Clark, but I don't 55. know the number. But it's like, up oh, 1060 West Addison. Like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he falsified his renewal. And then in the extended cut, he mentions, like, I got to go to my, my job and quit in the morning. But in the regular cut, that's not even a part of it. It's the whole glue scene. So I was gonna say, I feel like I've never seen this before. The the part and it, it gets it pays off in the end, kind of. Yeah, I say pay off the, loosely. Yeah, he has the adhesive. So he goes to this factory the next day, 
picks up glue and tire inflator. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when they're doing the getaway, that's when he sprays the glue mm-hmm. and does the tire inflation on the cop cars. But you don't even get to see a lot of that stuff at the end. So it's just, it's like it's just such a minor thing that they... So in the theatrical cut, he doesn't even go to that factory? No. That's, okay, that made me feel a lot better. Yeah. I was like, man, this, I don't, this does not seem familiar. No. But then, like you said, that yeah, Burton Mercer is his name, John Candy in the movie. Burton they, Mercer. They show up, they're going to kick in the door, and then Carrie Fisher blows the building up. <laughs> Dude. So many Think how many, yeah. Think <laughs> how many people died in that explosion. <laughs> but, like, the Blues Brothers just get up and walk it yep. off. I love, I love, there are no consequences it's in this nine, film. It's nine o'clock. We've got to go to work. Oh, Lord. But that that line makes more sense now when the extended cut, where he says it's nine, because that's in the theatrical cut, too, that says nine o'clock, I got to oh, go to right. work. Oh, right, yeah. But, <laughs> and then, yeah, that's, so the extended cut, he goes and gets, quits his job and says he's going to, he tells the boss, he's like, I'm going to Join the. Yeah, the priesthood. The priesthood. Will you do that, Elwood? Good luck. God bless you, sir. <laughs> Just... So then they go, Jake and Elwood go to the last known address of, I believe it's Tom Bones Malone. Bones and, Malone. I think was... And Marini. Yeah, Blue Lou. Blue Lou Marini? Yeah. <laughs> and then the lady that owns the place, which always, every time, ever since I've seen this, since I was older, she reminds me of uh, Sheila Brofslowski from oh, South Park. yeah, for sure. Whoa, 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 whoa? Yeah. Are you police officers? No, ma'am. We're musicians. I didn't get. It seemed convoluted that we even needed to go to a former address to find yeah. these guys. It's like he said he'd stayed in contact and he had some leads. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it was definitely strange. But she gives the card to let Elwood and Jake and Elwood know where Murph and the Magic Tones are. They're playing at the Holiday Inn. That's right. What a no, great band name. At the I know. I have a buddy named. Well, you know Murph. He's in the baseball league. That's yeah, his team name. And, yeah, right? that's right. That's his team name. Murph. Right. And, hi, I'm Murph from Murph and the Magic Tones. <laughs> yeah, don't go great. changing. <laughs> so they get there and they you know kind of sit down and talk with most of the band because that's that's the big chunk of the band there it's in murph and the magic tones um right talking about trying to get the band back together and you know hey we're, we're not going to do this because matt guitar murphy and blue lou are cooking with or cooking in some restaurant and then mr fabulous is working at the maitre d at the shape hall mm-hmm. pulling down six bills a week i think they said six bills yep in 1980 it's a big time deal, man. He's doing well. No my, wonder he doesn't want to join. <laughs> my question is, what was Mister on Mister Fabulous's resume that he could get that job? He's a smooth talker. I mean, clearly he's a he's a sax or he's a trump, trumpet guy. Trump, so. Yeah, what is he? A trombone or trumpet? Trumpet? I think trumpet. I don't remember. Some kind of horn. I'm not good with the brass instruments. Some kind of horn, Mister Fabulous too. What a what a moniker. I'm only good with the Tijuana brass. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm also going to go ahead and say this. Donald Duck Dunn has some of the best lines in the movie. Donald Duck Dunn is easily one of the best members of the band. <laughs> we had a bad stretch turn goat piss into gasoline. <laughs> just, <laughs> he has like, a, he's like a little speech impediment, too. It, yes. It's, it's of some kind that really... He is fantastic. ...amplifies his lines. Did you see who showed up in the restaurant scene? With, As the waiter? Yes, Mr. Oh, Fabulous. Oh, yeah. Mr. Pee Wee Herman himself. That's right. Paul Rubens. I did not remember that at all. So, Mr. Fabulous last... I didn't look this up. I meant to do this. Mr. Fabulous last name is Ruben, or Rubens. Oh, really? So I don't know if there's a relation there oh, or not. Interesting. Maybe, probably not. 
probably just coincidence. But I don't know. That seems like too. It's not like a normal last name. But or I didn't like. I, I can't remember if it's Ruben or Rubens. Like I don't know if it's spelled the same. So it may Rick, not be. But I was Rick like, Ruben. Hey, is there? Yeah, Pee Wee Herman, man, that's great. Right. Didn't even get a line in. Just, just pops taking orders. Yeah, but it's taking orders. Um. Yeah, I don't, this. I mean, this scene. I get it. It's it's ridiculous. It's very much like there's a couple times. There is a. I, I got a lot of Beverly Hills Cop vibes of like mm, unnecessary yes, yep. side parts, but dude, the part where he's like, "How much for your daughters? How much for the women?" Yeah, it's like, dude, that's like dark. <laughs> Some of your children. <laughs> oh lord! If you do not join up, Elwood and I will come here for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day of the week. I will say that Jake and Elwood are not good friends, nor no. business partners of any kind. I'd have. No. I would have. I would want nothing to do with them. No. I'd be like, yeah, sh- okay, I'll join you guys. And I would go call the police yep. and have them squirt it out immediately. Get the car running. I'll be out right front. <laughs> yeah, pull, a, pull one of their moves on them. That's right. So they get get Mr. Fabulous back in after causing quite the disruption in the scene or in the, in the restaurant. And then next one, Illinois Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Illinois Nazis. I love this actor, though. Oh, uh, Gibbs, the Henry Gibson, I think yeah. his name is. Yeah, because he's, he's from, like, Speak, Speaking Burbs. of Wedding Crashers. Yeah, Wedding Crashers, that's right. He's the, like, <laughs> priest or the yeah. reverend or whatever he is. You're yeah. an enlightening cat. Love talking with you. This guy's great. I don't remember him being so... What's the word I want to say? Like, he's... Man, he's, like, very charismatic in this film. He is. I don't remember him being such a... I do. Like, I don't know. Seen... What's going on? Those bums won their court case today, so they're marching. I hate Illinois Nazis. Illinois Nazis. Grippenfuhrer. <laughs> Grippenfuhrer, get the license plate. <laughs> so yeah, Jake and L would run them off the bridge, which, I mean, let's be fair. If you have the option to do so, you're going to run Nazis off a bridge. That's a very rewarding. Yeah. The weird thing is, this is 19, filmed in 79 probably. Mm-hmm. And like, this stuff happens all the time. Like, you always see like, clips of like, these protests and anti-protests. It's like, this stuff happens like, every day now. I know. Like, with, I mean, not necessarily, like, Nazi groups, but right. you know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, everyone's always yelling at each other. Sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for silly reasons. But, yeah, hey. it's just, it's like, wow, this is, yeah. That's why we do this show. Not many things have we're changed. Bring, we're bringing everybody together. That's right. That's what we That's do. That's exactly. But I will say, I don't like getting political, but I think we can all agree it's okay to run Nazis off a bridge. A hundred percent. I think I think we can all get behind That's, that statement. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> Uh, another great song that's not featured on the soundtrack, Boom Boom, by Johnny Lee Hooker. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. That was like oh, on a commercial oh, for like oh. TGI Fridays or something back in the day. Like, yeah, that's I think so. Or like Applebee's or something. That was, yeah. And speaking of other parts that get added to the movie in the extended cut, like this argument about, I wrote Boom Boom. I, out. I yeah, like, I wrote that song. Like, no, you didn't. This is like pointless. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. That's great. So this is then they go in to where Matt Guitar Murphy and Blue Lou are working, and Aretha Franklin comes to take the order. Yes, ma'am. What would you like? You got any fried chicken? <laughs> Best damn fried chicken in the state. I will have four fried chickens and a Coke and some dry white toast, please. Yeah, that's an interesting order. You want chicken wings or chicken legs? No, ma'am. Four whole fried chickens and a Coke. God, it's, I just, I love seeing Aretha show up in this film. She I really. Do too. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, her, Ray Charles, there's some James Brown. They're all pretty, like, significant musicians. But I don't know. There's something about having, like, Aretha Franklin, like, the Queen of Soul, I think that's what they call it. Oh, her. yeah. There's something, something that really gives this movie some gravitas. She just belts it, too. 
Dude, I love her song. Well, and they were supposed to, or they had talked originally about doing Respect, but I think it was like, they, I couldn't remember if like they couldn't get, it wasn't the riots, but it was like they just couldn't work it out, so they're like, mm. let's do Think instead. I, I'm glad it's not Respect. I am too. I, I like, love Think. I like Think. I don't, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'll come first. I like this better than I like Respect. I think I do too. Because of this movie, yeah. but I do like this. For sure. And some funny just tidbits here. So they, they go through this song, but Blue Lou is in the background playing yeah, the saxophone. saxophone. He gets cut off, like his waist down pretty much most of the song. He was super pissed when he saw this movie because he had to learn a bunch of choreography. Oh, yeah. And then like a majority of his choreography is cut off in the, in the entire <laughs> dancing. And that's, my dude, that's funny. absolute favorite part of this whole dance number, though, is Jake and Elwood joining in randomly for like yeah. two seconds. That's right. They, <laughs> they get, get back with the dancing girls. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> Matt Guitar Murphy, Blue Lou, they're back in the fold. Yep. They're, he is, Matt Murphy is not going to take orders from, Mur, from Maritha. Matt Guitar Murphy is, is built. He too. Was, yeah, I was saying, he's jacked. He was like, he was like pushing him around. I'm yeah. Like, Dang, he's, that, he's pretty swole. It's important to note, I haven't said anything about it yet, but like all of the band members are like legitimate, talented, Mus- very, very yeah, talented musicians. musicians. Yeah. There's actually, Paul Schaefer was also... Yeah, he was in the band. Like, yeah, he's in the band. There's a few people that you don't get to see on screen, but they were like in the recordings for mm-hmm. like the, the album and stuff. They were behind the scenes too, so... Who do you think, of all the band members, who do you think looks like the nicest guy in the band? Uh, Murph, the... The piano player. Oh, that's true. That that yeah. the other Murph. Yeah, not not Mister or not Matt Guitar Murphy, but the one that's the from Murph and the Magic Tones. Okay, I can see that. I feel like he's the nicest one because he's he seems the one that like gives Jake and Elwood the most slack. Yeah, he's he. You're right. He is very. I would for whatever reason Matt Murphy just always seems just like he's just in a good mood. He, yeah. he like he's like happy to see. I don't feel like it, they're not really happy to see the Blues Brothers for no. the most part. I mean, they kind of like, oh. He is. Matt Guitar Murphy But yeah, he is. seemed like generally That's like true. happy to see them. I don't know. He just seemed like a nice, he seemed like a very like jovial guy kind of. That's a good point. He is, he's a super nice like, guy. Like even when Aretha Franklin's singing a two-minute song. <laughs> like C- try, Cutting a promo yeah, on like, him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of chopping him down a little bit. He still seems like in a pretty good mood. He even gets in dancing a little bit too. Yeah, towards exactly. The end. He kind of joins in. I mean, it's a catchy song. You can't. You gotta. I don't know why I've always just like Matt Murphy has always been like my favorite band member. Oh yeah, <laughs> Donald Duck Dunn was mine. <laughs> Steve Steve Cropper's a, a Steve Cropper's good too. He's probably my number two personal favorite. Yeah. But Donald Duck Dunn is my 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 fan favorite. Cropper's my number two. And now we get to raise music exchange. Hmm. Can I, can I spoil it now? Go for it. Best part of the movie. Yeah, me, I, I, th- I think that's fair. Hands down for me, my favorite part. I have to, like, the weird, like, kid trying to steal Oh, part. God, that joke is the best. It's just, I, I don't understand. Like, he throws it. It's, they try and make it seem very somber, though, when the kid tries to steal and he shoots that gun and, like, scares him off. I'm like... I disagree. I feel like it, they play it as a... Like, the joke is that... <laughs> he can't he's see. blind. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they have Ray Charles making... Blind oh, jokes about himself is like that's fair. The fact that I mean, he clearly was on board, he like did it. I was like, I love that Ray Charles had like the like sense of humor to that's do true. that. That's a good point. And just the fact that literally out of the blue, it like almost scares you. He does it so fast, pulls a gun out and shoots mm-hmm. two shots at a kid trying to steal. From good him. point, yeah, dude. I freaking love it. 
I love that they're talking about, hey, this is Murph, Murph and the Magic Tones. I bought some speakers for you. They were really beautiful. I had the thick shag on them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the sign of the times. Oh, boy, yeah. $2,000 for this chunk of, come on, Ray. He's like, yeah, you can't even play this thing. That's right. And then we get to Shake Your Tail Feather. <sighs> Easily my favorite song. It's not my favorite, but it's it's up towards the top. I just, I want to get up and do all the dances that he's talking. He, he like runs through all those dances. Oh, yeah. I freaking love it. All the extras dancing. Oh, man. Those extras are just, they just put me in a great mood. Hey, you know what, though? They were outside in the winter doing that, so it was freezing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because they were definitely dressed for summer. But I did say this. At least these extras in a John Landis movie got treated a little bit better than some of the extras <laughs> in another one. <laughs> Had to do it. Yep. Had to be said. Um, Good point. No, but great. I love this. The, the song, the scene. Come I'm right there with you. Like, this is a highlight of the movie. Film. I just, man. Ray Charles just freaking brings it too. Like I, great, great song, great addition to it. Like I said, with same thing about Aretha. Like yeah. it's, you give your movie some, you know, the chops when you get guys like you know Ray Charles and you have Aretha Franklin and James Brown. It blows my mind that all these singers too were like, because basically when they filmed this, like all of their careers were like at a lull and like there was nothing. I'm like, man, these are some huge names yeah, in music, right. and they're like you're just sitting around like. I'm I'm glad this movie came around to kind of pick their careers back up. Totally again. agree. Yeah, they must have, they must have come around like the perfect time. Oh yeah, because these are all like legends. So now they're the band is driving around looking for their next gigs. And they, I, you see how Howard Johnson's off in the I distance did. there. I did. God, it was, man, Hojo's. We used to call him Hojo's because of the Mets third baseman Howard Johnson. Mm. His nickname was Hojo. Very good. You want to hear a great story about a Howard Johnson's? Um, please. I think we were in Cleveland. Where were we? We were somewhere in Ohio, I feel like. And uh, we were staying. Gosh, what was it? Was it my sister's gymnastics or something? Anywho, uh, we like look out the peephole. And there's like all these police like going into the room across the hall, like taking out this guy or whatever. And like, oh apparently he had like, he had like little kids like running drugs for him and stuff. Ooh, that's, yeah. Well. And he had this like big like drug bust like ring. Like, but like while we were like there and like, we couldn't go out in the hall. We had like standard rooms. It was, dude, it was crazy. That's insane. But you could like look out the people, and it was like literally the room across the hall, so we could see like everything going on. Man. Yeah, it was wild. Well, that yeah, that's. I've only been around one of those in my life, and it was just randomly at a gas station, like a big bus going down. Yeah, yeah. people pointing guns. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Really? It was it was intense. Holy cow. Uh, how about this for Shag? So they they're trying to look around for the next gig. And they go to the phone booth, and Carrie Fisher's there, and she blows him up. But right before that, Elwood comes in. And he goes, I thought we were going to make a call. And Jake's like, I'm going to make a call. And Elwood says, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. That's right, a little foreshadowing there. Nice. But, uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher, again, blows the... It's a flamethrower. Blows this, yeah, the this is where, like, the just the rules, like, I don't, it's just so silly. Yep. That I'm kind of like, it, it, like, takes me out of the movie for a second. They blow up, they fly mm-hmm. up in the air, they come down, they're fine. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like I understand. I get past it. I get past it quickly, but like I think maybe the first few times I watched it, I'm just like, which is it? Is this a real film? <laughs> What's or is this, happening? Yeah, is this, a, is this a cartoon? What's happening? Hey, Jake, there's got to be seven dollars worth of change here. <laughs> uh, the Nazis cut back to them real quick. They're they're still trailing the Blues Brothers, and they fall for the Wrigley Field trick. So they uh, again just. Adding more fuel to that hatred there. So we get that little quick scene. But then mm-hmm. we go back to the band. Driving around. I told you it was going to take a little while to get there. 
Threatening. What's the name of the place? Ah, <laughs> oh, Bob's Country Bunker. There, that's what it was. I love how Jake reacts to everything in this scene. Just yeah. Tonight only the triumphant return of the Blues Brothers must be some kind of a stake. Come on, Elwood, let's go. <laughs> hey, you guys want something to drink or eat? No, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> this is Bob, and it's my place, and it's a beautiful place, Bob. <laughs> Just a lot of solid stuff. But hey, they got both kinds here. Country and Western. That's right. Two types of music. It's important to note that there is a distinction between the two. There really is. Uh, yeah, and Bob gives the band after they get all set up and decide that they're going to go ahead and go forward with this, which is a risky proposition because they know that there's another band that's supposed to be playing there. So it, Yeah, they really lucked out. <laughs> any point in time. They really lucked out that other band was running late. That set could have gone to hell in a handbasket. Hey, I want to I bring something back that we mentioned earlier in the show. Bring it back. And that is the Cincinnati Reds. Did you notice that guy in the front row wearing a Reds hat? I did. There you go, Joe Morgan. I did notice that. I'm sure he was a big Joe Morgan fan. Probably. Joe Morgan might be a fan of this movie. It's possible. Let's just, I mean, who it's isn't, possible. right? Uh, Bob gives the band a list of songs to play and says, hey, you got to <laughs> play this. But uh, Jake's like, nope, we're doing it. We're doing Give Me Some Lovin'. And I, I mentioned last week, this is my one that I'm... This is the one you're not a fan of. I'm just lukewarm on it. I just, I like the original better with this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't... Love it either. So it's okay, but you only get it a couple seconds, and then this ain't no Hank Williams song. <laughs> I love they just turned down, like they just shut everything down. Oh yeah. After once, like five or like five seconds into a song. I don't think so, man. Those lights are off for a reason. <laughs> yeah. We got to figure out something playing fast. How about Rawhide? Oh yeah, the old Rowdy Eights. What do you think? What's a good key? Hey, A's good country key. <laughs> Another great Donald Duck done line. Um. Love Rawhide. Love Rawhide. This is a great version. Dad, I, we were talking about this this weekend. Dad and I both, like, I didn't know about Rawhide until I heard this song. And they're like, yeah, theme from the Rowdy Aids Rawhide. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. So this movie, talking about the song, informed me of the show Rawhide. I didn't okay. realize it was a thing before then. I'm pretty sure this that happened to me, too, when I was younger. My dad It's like, hey, yeah, this, is a, this was a TV show. I also wish that they would have a full version of Stand By Your Man from the Blues Dude, Brothers. Dude, that is great. I kind of forgot that they sang that as like their next song. But that was great. Next one's a favorite of the horn section. <laughs> Stand By Your <laughs> I love That is great. Love it. Great stuff. Great song. And then they uh, they fa- finish up going back to Rawhide. <laughs> the good old Blues Brothers boy. What's he like? He's... Yeah, the good old Blues Brothers boys <laughs> band. <laughs> That's great. Good stuff. <laughs> Hey, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, boy. It's definitely the first time I ever heard that saying was this That's movie. right. I can, yeah, that's right. So, hey, Bob, we want to talk about the money. <laughs> well, let's see. You guys uh, owe you $200. You drank $300 worth of beer. <laughs> Back in 1980, how much beer that's that had to be? a lot of beer. They, were, they had to be sheets to the wind at that point. Yeah, that's great. So, what's this guy in? This What's Bob, Bob? from? He um, looks super familiar. But I didn't look him up. I can't remember. I know uh, the lead singer of the Good Old Boys. Yeah, the lead singer. What, Charles, this is Charles Napier. Yeah, or whatever. Charles Napier. Yeah, he's been he, on I a mean, bunch just of stuff. Ton of Austin Powers. Rainbow. Yeah, that's right. I mean, personal favorite. Have you ever seen the movie The Goods? I'm not sure I have. With is that Jeremy Piven? Jeremy Piven. Oh yeah, and Will Ferrell has that small cameo. So he's he's in that. But my favorite part about it is is he's he's like. This crazy senile old man, he's like, this is exactly like I felt in Iwo Jima. No difference at all. <laughs> this is big. 
I can't find it. I well, that guy it. didn't like seem like he aged in like 30, 40 years because when he's in Austin Powers as that like yep. military official, he almost looks the exact same as he did in 1980. Feed my fish. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> I'm off to London, England. Um, I can't find my, Jeff Morris. There he is. Jeff Morris. Jeff Morris has been in Blues Brothers, Kelly's Heroes, Blues Brothers oh, 2000. Kelly's Heroes. He's in Anger Management. What? says Porter. I don't know who Porter Give her a five-second Frencher. <laughs> Galaxia? What would you use that name? I've never heard of it. Anyway, the good old boys show up after that mm-hmm. because Jake and Elwood are trying to skedaddle. And, then, and again, I love this. <laughs> I say we give the Blues Brothers just one more chance. Why not? If the fits, wear it. Scoot over, guy. <laughs> Great stuff, but they send the rest of the band on the way, and then Jake, again, this is another one that I got uh, definite Axel Foley vibes of him doing this whole, this is blah, blah, blah slime yeah, from the, the union. The fake union guy, yeah, yeah. You need to see your permits. Um, I always, I love the threat of, you're going to look funny eating corn on the cob with no teeth, too. That's a good one. I love that threat. Um, but for some reason, he decides to try and hold up the good old boys. I don't know why he's just like stopping them from going forward. And then... My brother's writing a traveler's check. I usually like to go in and sign it with him just to make sure that it's... I, I love traveler's checks. That's so great. And then they take off. Did you ever go on vacations, family vacations, and like your dad would just come home with like traveler's checks? And like, I did not. Man, we always, my dad always had traveler's checks for our vacations. I don't think... I. We didn't go on a ton of vacations because usually it was just for sporting events. And we, true. Most of the time it was we were in the hotel, and then we were at this field out to eat occasionally and then the one off day you'd kind of go you know find some local whatever something to do or go to the pool but i don't remember dad ever having a ton of traveler's checks i just i don't know this is the thing my father did i understand hey it, it clearly was the thing because it's the same as cash i don't get why, yeah, why i had them but to each his own that's right um so yeah they jake and l would take off but then the good old boys and Bob immediately get in cahoots and take yeah, they're off like after best him. friends now. All of a sudden, well, I mean, they get screwed over. Yes, I, I, I suppose. And the cops also like why are the good old boys so mad? They haven't like really. I mean, they were like clearly at least two hours late. I get why Bob's upset. He's he's missing out on some money. Yeah, but and really, all in all, it's only a hundred bucks. That's true. So it's like. Not the end of the world. I don't know. It seemed like... Uh, His bar seemed to be thriving, so... Yeah. I don't think he's hurting. Right. If anything, he met, like brought in a ton of business. That's, that's a good point. He should... He owes the Blues Brothers, though. Thank you. Uh, he does. Um, Another quick little chase scene. Another car accident. Cops mm-hmm. run into Bob and... Mm-hmm. Bob and company. And they get in trouble because I, it's a movie. Um. <laughs> And then the band finally goes back to meet. They've been talking about meeting with this Maury Sline. Yeah. He's like a talent or some kind of yeah. agent type deal. Got some connections. And they blackmail him into getting the Palace Hotel ballroom. <laughs> yes, they sure do. <laughs> That's great. And not even subtle about it. It's like, no. how's Mrs. Sline? He's like, are you trying to blackmail me? He's like, we got, you know, yep. this is- I love it too. I need this gig. I love that's a great joke too, where this camera's just been on the three of these guys. Oh yeah. He's like, all right, thanks, Maury. Let's go, boys. And the, the whole band has been in the corner with just like, right. dude, that's that's a great joke. I, that's a, that is a good one. 
I love it. And a great montage here set to I'm Walking. Fats Domino. Oh. Great song. And, fun little fact, person from one of our favorite John Wayne movies does a version of this song. Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson? I'm Walking? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm about to check it out. It's good stuff. But, montage. There's some solid gags here. The upside down I need down a poster. montage. <laughs> hey, you mentioned John Wayne. Yes. Do you have a John Wayne connection for Blues Brothers? John Wayne connection for Blues Brothers. Because I got one for you. From like somebody that's in it or just oh, in yeah. general? Someone that... So all these car chases are going on. Mm-hmm. Do you know who was uh, one of the stunt drivers in a, in a lot of these scenes? I did not. One of John Wayne's son. I believe it was Ethan. Was it oh, Ethan really? Wayne? Or one of his kids is a, was a stunt... Ethan or Patrick or... I forget which one. I feel like I read Ethan. Interesting. Yeah, one of John that. Wayne's kids was a stunt driver. Stunt performer. How about that? And Blues Brothers. Well, there you go. There the you more go. you know. Something like that. Um, but yeah, there's some solid gags with this. The upside down poster with, from Ray Charles. The <laughs> That's good. You two girls. <laughs> and it's ladies night tonight. <laughs> That's right. It's all fun and games until the Blues Brothers run out of gas, though. Yep. Out of gas. Running late. And then what a bummer. Back to the Palace Hotel ballroom, Curtis tells the band what's going on with the church and proceeds needing to go to the church, which... They're like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Would that change your opinion? If you're in the band and Jake and I would have kind of been, obviously, not the most reliable people. Yeah, lying. But you find out <laughs> that the reason that they're trying to put this on is because yeah. they're trying to... Like, would that make you go... Okay, like maybe I'll stick around at least and try and help out with that part of it. Yeah, I feel like you'd be pissed at first, but then you would come around because it is for a good deed. But at the same time, they don't. Sh- all they do is show them reacting like they're pissed off, but then they don't come back yeah. to it, and they're just like playing and they're fine. Um, there's a, a lengthy part too. I guess it feels lengthy just compared to the rest of the movie, where they're waiting for the gas tanker to show up, and Elwood helps. That random lady, Twiggy, the Twiggy, the the model. Yeah, help helps her with putting gas and getting everything, and he kind of hits on her too. But it do, it just it doesn't really go anywhere. It's, Goes absolutely nowhere. <laughs> Jake figures out that they're running late and <laughs> swats him. Come on! Ow! Ow! <laughs> yeah, that's good. So they finally head out, and then the extended version shows how they accidentally blow up this gas station oh it's not in the real thing that is not in the theatrical you know what that reminded me of what this is so random like two people will get this uh in the scene in private eyes with tim conway and mm-hmm. don Knotts, when they leave the gas station they blow it up and <laughs> inadvertently with that they leave like their cigar on the yeah that's machine. a good point good call this reminded me of that um the band has to stall with i would have to say probably one of the best uh, opening Wow, yeah. songs. That was great. That's fantastic. Minnie the Moocher. You guys know the song Minnie, which originally, I think, I don't know if it's Cab Calloway's originally, but he did a version yeah, in the I 50s. think so. I think it is the song. I, I know I know he did. I can't yeah, remember. Like who a it was long his. time ago. But, yes. You know the song Minnie the Moocher? I knew a hooker once named <laughs> Minnie Mazzola. <laughs> no, no, no. The song Minnie the Moocher. That's pretty great. And great. then all of a sudden they're in tuxes. And yeah. That's cool. I great like song. That. I liked it. So... Totally random, but this is just something else to throw out there. So, K7, the uh, Come Baby, Come Baby, Baby, Come, Come song. Yes. They, at in the end of The Mask, the song that is playing in the casino 
I'll have to play it for you later, but the song that's playing it in the casino, they kind of like sample a little bit of this song. Oh, they, you're they, right, yeah. Heidi, Heidi, high part. So I own the Mask soundtrack, so I know exactly what you're talking I about. I love that song. That K7 song? K7 is underrated with do, a few, do, few do, songs, do, honestly. Do, do, do. What was that song called, though? Heidi Ho. Or it's, yeah, I think it's like Heidi High or Heidi Ho or something like that. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. So, Man. Good song. I forgot about the K7 oh, version. Yeah. Love it. Anyway. Hot jam. Blues Brothers also show up and kind of slink around, and this is where we see them spraying the glue on the gas pedal and inflating the tires so <laughs> this is where the quote-unquote joke pays off which i mean rightfully i feel like was cut from the theatrical release like you didn't yeah. need to see that agreed um and then for some reason the police and everybody's showing up at the blues other than the nazis everybody else is showing up at the show like pissed and ready to get the blues brothers but then for some reason john candy's like hey i haven't even heard these guys sing yeah i love it he's like hey, he, he like wants to watch the show but thankfully, that delay gives us orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. <laughs> Eight orange whips, which was ad lib by Red. Well, it's a great ad lib. Great, yeah, great move. Use it all the time. Uh, yeah, and the fi- Blues Brothers finally come in after their three-year tour of Europe, Scandinavia, and the subcontinent. <laughs> come in, and the crowd is not happy with them. No. Which is a... weird, because they were eating up the, yeah, they were, the Moocher song. Yeah, they were freaking... That, that was a rowdy crowd, They too. were all about it, but yeah, the Blues Brothers come in, they're not happy. But then, somebody to love. Everybody needs somebody to love. That, I love the opening, too, where Ackroyd does the, like, I want to thank the, you know, the State of Illinois National Guard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever, like the, whatever that quote we're was. We're so happy to see so many of you tonight. Yeah, that's right. Illinois representative, law enforcement representative community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. This is... I don't know if it's my favorite, but this is one of my favorite songs on the entire album. They, I love this version Everybody of needs somebody? Yeah, it's yeah. good. I love they, this version. They seem like really in sync, too, in their dance moves in this song. Yes. I feel like there's some songs where they're just doing whatever they want. Just, yes, that's With this one, they seem, they seem in sync. I like it. It's, it's good stuff, good song. The crowd finally gets into it. They start you know, jamming. Everybody's happy. So they get done with that one. And then they start the 10-minute version of Sweet Home Chicago. Sweet Home Chicago. Which is also towards the top of my list. It's a good one. I love this. It's a good one. Um, how pissed would you be, though, because before we you know, get a little too much further, but how pissed would you be if you're in the crowd, you had to wait however long for the show to start, you get an opener, have to wait again, and then you get <laughs> one and a half songs. Get, yeah, two songs. And they're stops. done. Like, I'd be pissed. Well, the cover charge is only two bucks. So That's true. It's not like they... When they were like saying how much tickets were, I was like, dude, they're, how are they going to make $5,000? It's a good question. Well, they just charge a normal ticket price. Yeah. Like 1980, you could probably get away with five bucks for it. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I guess if you're only doing three songs, I guess two bucks sounds about right. Yeah, that's probably more <laughs> fitting. Um, but so they, they start playing Sweet Home Chicago, and then they head to the back to try and hide. And then this, I don't know why I never thought about it, but this dude that gives them the record deal. And, Clearing records, and it's like, it's like Frankie Sharp from Shark Records and Chris yep. Farley all rolled into one character. A hundred percent. I used to do bouncing work. I used to do underground work. So there's a tunnel under here. The ball, like, thanks. Like, <laughs> all that information seemed extraneous at the time. I love it too. He's like, here's ten k. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you got it. That's a ton of money for you in 1980. Bullshit. I don't so anyway, the Blues Brothers make their escape. They they let um, wait. What was the deal they cut with them? They took five k, 
Didn't he? They like they, they took, took five. They, they took, said give fourteen hundred to raise a music exchange, and they yeah. give the rest of the band. Okay, so he did cut. I can't remember if he cut the band in. I think yes, I missed that did. part. Okay, that's good. That's good. So they take off under the underground. They let uh, let the drummer I, Willie. Yeah, Willie Hall. I think is his name. Yeah. I used to remember all of them. All, but anyway, they let him know. So like, hey, just keep playing, keep stalling. Everybody in the crowd kind of finally figures out something's going on. And then Carrie Fisher shows up again. With a machine gun. With a machine gun. The M16. It's just this whole this whole story she tells them. Like, I get it, and it's kind of a funny running gag, but it's also like, it's also my least favorite part of the movie. I'll just say this. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, just like the whole Carrie Fisher thing? It's just, or just this particular scene? This particular scene. This I actually I'm with you in the fact that I just wish there was no Carrie Fisher in this movie. Yeah. But this scene where he's like down on his knees and he's just running through the excuses. Locust. Like, yeah, I ran out of gas. <laughs> yeah, the, I actually like I actually love this part, like it that just, one part. It takes me out of the movie. It from what's I going on it. right now, it takes me out. If this happened earlier, I would be more open for it. But I it wish just, it does I take just me wish she way. wasn't even in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Isn't it funny to think about that? Like Return of the Jedi hasn't even happened. Yeah, isn't that so weird to think about? Good like, point. I don't. Know. Empire Strikes it's Back. It's the same year, isn't it? I think so. Isn't it eighty? I can't remember. She got her Walk of Fame. I saw today. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, because today we're recording on May the fourth. So she got it. She force ghost walked. That's right. To, to her That's spot. right. That's the way she do it. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that so weird to think about? She maybe she maybe she had filmed the second one. I can't remember the Probably, year. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, like Return of the Jedi, like. There, there wasn't even such a. There was no such thing as an Ewok at the, at this time. It's true. It wasn't even a trilogy yet. Yep. Isn't that weird? Simpler times when Star Wars was still good. That's right. But they even they weren't even related yet. Maybe possibly. Maybe they were. It's close. It may have her, been filmed. Her and Luke. Yeah. May have been in the script at least. And probably I would say most likely the mo- most famous line beside "We're on a mission from God" is "It's 106 miles to Chicago." <laughs> Yep. Half a pack of cigarettes, so that's where that happens. And then they take off, and another wild car chase ensues. With, like, literally everyone chasing it. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know if you know this or not, but are you ready to have your mind blown if you don't know? I, my next note, I bet, is the same thing, but go ahead. Go for it. That's all right. Let's, I want to hear it. Well, I was just going to say, we see someone make an announcement over the PA. That's right. About this car, about the blues being, and it's the... Get your no good keister off right. my property from Home Alone. That That's guy. right. And this exact same voice, too. It is 100%. I remember when I first watched both of those, I was like, wait a minute. Like, what are the chances somebody's voice sounds exactly like that and looks so similar? One, two, <laughs> ten. I knew it was you. I can yeah. smell you getting off the elevator. Dude, I love this. I mean, I don't remember him being in this either, but I was like, oh my God. Just briefly. Oh. Yeah, you didn't even have to see him. You could just hear it. You could hear him. It's quite the chasing, very smoky and the keep, bandit vibes. Keep here. the change, you filthy animal. Yeah, there are some amazing car stunts in this movie. There are. This is just like a dumb SNL type movie, you know, like where I read where they had a pretty fairly small budget, but I mean, I guess it actually said it was like seventeen million or something. Or? Big enough to drop a car from. So a yeah, so it actually was, for nineteen eighty, actually may may have been kind of big, but I don't know. It just seems like. A, they definitely put it all out there on the film. Like there was a ton of cars. They did. I cra- think at one wrecked. point this was the most cars wrecked. In oh the yeah, film. you're right. I read that somewhere. Yep. Up until I think maybe the Fast and Furious movies, or I saw it. something else was listed, but that maybe makes not. sense. That Fast and the Furious. I can't remember. It was some weird movie that I don't think you would think of. Gosh, what was it? It was some. 
I don't know. I'll have to look it up again. I can't remember. It's, it's bothering me now because I remember seeing it too. Yeah. It's, it's been broken since then, but for the longest time, it was the most. It's like a random. It feels like a random '90s movie or something. Um. I'll check into it. If you also watch during this, the chase scene, while well, Dan Aykroyd, you can see them actually driving through some of these streets. Like, oh, John yeah. Belushi is very uncomfortable because oh. Dan Aykroyd is really driving in some of these. Well, I love the shout out of Lower Wacker Drive. Like, you, yes. that's, that's not a place you want to be, like, speeding along no. to. That's a... And they, I remember seeing, too, like, they filmed, there's a couple shots where they film the speedometer and the windshield at the same time. Mm. So you could see that it's like, they're not like, they for some reason or other, it's like, we don't want to do movie magic with this. Like, we want you to see that they're going 100 miles an hour. Yes. And it's very obvious in some. Yes. So, yeah, the cops are chasing after him. There's a bunch of wrecks. And then the Nazis chase after him. And they go up <laughs> that old bridge. And then... The- Car does the backflip. The car does the backflip. I hate that part yeah. so much. Which, I hate it. Hey, this is where, which logistically too, it does a backflip, so it's going over like this. But then the scene, like the next clip, it's like driving over normally. Yes. So it just doesn't even make sense. I know. I, that's like the that's the one part I just I hate about this movie. <laughs> I don't care. Get blown up in a phone booth and fly yeah. fifty feet in the air, but don't let the damn car do it. Yeah, I can get past. Yeah, exactly. I can get past that, but the back the car backflip kills me. Hey, I got the movie. Uh, some crappy 80s movie broke the Bruce Brothers record like two years later. But then in 2003, mm-hmm. this movie wrecked over 300 cars and the filming 2003. of... 2003. It's a sequel of a very popular movie. 2003. But this actual sequel sucked. Whoa. But a different character. That actor. You know what I'm talking about? Nicolas Cage? Nope. Owen did, Wilson? No. Oh, man. Did I not do a good... I don't... FBI oh, agent. Oh, The Matrix Reloaded. That's the right. The Matrix Reloaded. That freeway chase. That's right. Yeah, they wrecked over 300 cars. I forgot about that. Wowza. Good call. No, you're absolutely right. And no, you did the, you did the walk correctly. I was just... Yeah. I, I was blanking. Yeah, I was like, man, I think I did do it, Nick you Cage. You did. No, you, you nailed it. Don't worry. Don't doubt yourself. You did great. National treasure, Nick Nick Cage. <laughs> Okay, where were we? Uh, after the car flip, the Nazis drive off the bridge, and they legitimately drop this car from a helicopter. I, yeah, that's crazy. Not with the Nazis in it, of course, or the oh, yeah, actor Nazis. That part like, I've always loved. Got you. me a little bit, like just the the dropping of a car, thinking about people being in it, and like it's like ugh. Yeah, I don't do heights. And then the car, or the Blues Brothers car, jumps over the hole. <laughs> yeah, and the other Nazi car. Yeah, lands on top of the one that went in the hole. It's it's kind of great. It's I, I I thankfully that's just one of those things. Where I'm like, okay, this it is what it is. But it's if you think about it in any form, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So finally, they've kind of lost everybody at least as much as they can. So they get to the Cook County's assessor office after again driving through some very populated areas. <laughs> no doubt. At least they were at least they were honking their horn. That's true. Get there, and as soon as they get there, the car falls apart. <laughs> That's a great gag, too. I like that. I like that gag. And they head on up, and they're barricading every door along the way, and the cops and SWATs, hop, 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 hop. I remember dad, I asked a dad one time, I was like, do you guys do that whenever you do He's like, no, that's just, it's stupid. Nobody does that. That's <laughs> great. Hop, hop, hop. Finally get up to the Cook County's assessor's office, and 
Mr. Cook County Assessor Steven Spielberg. That's right. Is back from whatever lunch break that he's on. That's so great seeing Spielberg in this movie. I know they him and Landis cameo a lot in their, each other's films, and Lucas too. I think they're all that's, since they're all kind of buddies. That's awesome. So, cops are chasing him down. Everybody's coming after him, and <laughs> after they pay it, yeah. And here is your receipt. Yep. And you're all the guns cocked. I just. I, 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 it bothers me. I know it's a movie and it's ridiculous, but it bothers me. Everybody's pointing a gun at them in that circle, like in the big circle. I'm like, yeah. if anybody pulls the trigger, everybody in that room is toast. That's great. It's just a great visual. It is. I, t- I can deal with it because it is a movie and it's yeah. obviously silly, but like logistically, I'm like, oh boy. I love it how all those guns cock too. It's like, that's oh, yeah. not necessarily, that's not necessary, everyone. You guys don't have it cocked before you yeah. went in. I don't see that many shotguns and pulling back the hammer on your revolver, yeah. you know, is not going to make that noise. That's all right. And then we get a great rendition of Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Bringing us home. That's right. Over the credits and everybody dancing, having a good time. Everybody in the whole cell block. <laughs> dancing Jailhouse Rock. That's right. That's it, man. That's Blues Brothers. That's all she wrote. What are your thoughts? Uh, I had a really good time with this film. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. I mentioned how I love the soundtrack, but I hadn't seen the movie in who knows when. But I just had a really, really good time. Just had been too long. It was good. Great suggestion. Thank you. I knew I would love the music, but the, the movie itself was just like, man, it was like, God, I forgot how good this movie was. I am going to spoil it a little bit. I, you probably could tell with my knowledge of the theatrical versus the extended. I absolutely love this movie. I will make the blanket statement I'm comfortable with this. And I my you'll see, but I to me, this is the best SNL movie. Okay. I'm willing to say that. it. No matter what, when I'm watching it, it puts me in a good mood. The music, the movie... Um, the ridiculousness of it, and I, I told my wife too last night I was watching it, and I even had I, I, I turned it on again in the background today. Like, it's nice to have this movie. Like, I, I we could have not I could have not watched this movie and probably recited to you the entire plot. I've seen it so much, and it's just nice sometimes to go through a movie that's like that familiar. Yeah. And I watch it, and I'm like, sometimes it's different for the show, but I absolutely love this movie. Great call. Comfortable, comfortable in my my assessment of this. I support that. I appreciate it. All right. MVP of the film. I'm assuming we can't pick Ackroyd or Belushi. Um, yes. Cannot pick those two. Donald Duck Don then. <laughs> I was prepared. Final answer? Final answer. I'm good with it. That's cool. I like I like that pick. I, he's, he cracks me up. We he's, still... He's definitely the funniest member of the band. He makes me laugh so much. And oddly enough, like genuinely kind of looks like Donald Duck in a way. <laughs> That is a great call. All right, my MVP. Yes, sir. He's not in the film very much, but the scenes he's in, I feel like he's given 110%. Just brought some real strong vibes to the film. I'm going John Candy. Yep. So great. He has He's in the movie for probably like three minutes total, and he has like one of the best lines for the entire film with, oh, the, yeah. with the orange whips. That's, that's fair. Yeah, he's so great. I yeah, it always makes me happy to see John Candy. Me too. Me too. Same. Did I? Do we talk about like the like the Canadian SNL? Like he and SCTV? Ackroyd. They. I, I think that's what it was. Like when it started, like 
Aykroyd was going in for an audition, and he tricked John Candy into going in for an audition too. So, oh, nice. like he and he and Candy were buddies, like in the seventies. So he, like a lot of the movies that they're in together, is kind of like he was helping John Candy out. Not that John Candy couldn't have done it by himself, but at the beginning, Aykroyd was kind of like helping him along, <laughs> getting him some exposure too. So I was like, that's that's nice. That's great. So we've come full circle. We have, and you already said. Shake your tail feather. I'm sure. Yeah, shake your tail. The dance at Ray's Exchange, Ray's Music Exchange, easily my favorite scene. Yeah, freaking love it. I, I mean, I agree. So I'm gonna pick the everybody needs some loving. Everybody. Mostly because I, I don't know why, but that like every time I watch it, just it makes my heart happy. I don't know what it is about that. Just it's good stuff. Good song. Love the dancing. Like like you said, they're all in sync. I just for some reason that always. Warms my heart. That I scene. love how like upbeat all these songs are for the most part, mm-hmm. and just they just make your they just put you in a good mood. I no, I totally agree. Word to your mother. Should we rank? Let's rank. <sighs> Let me pull up the board. Okay, film number eighty-four. 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 I'll let you go first. <clears throat> so I had to update. I didn't update my <coughs> my word document last week. I put. Footloose at 4.0, right? Above Reservoir Dogs? Uh, Footloose, four, yes, that's okay. correct. I had to update it. And then Three Ninjas was 47 at 4.7. Uh, or 46. 46 yeah. at 4.7, so correct. So obviously it's going to go down. It will go down to 40. So mm. Blues Brothers for me is going in at the number 7 slot at a 6.3. Oh, number 7, top 10, baby. Yeah, that's right. Six point three. Yep, just oh below Tombstone. My. I love it. Breaking news. I do. I like. I. I ask myself multiple times. I'm like, do I really like Blues Brothers better than I like Wayne's World? I just. I think between the soundtrack and watching it as much as I did as a kid, I. I. I think I. I have to say I do at this point. I will give you the soundtrack is a hundred times better. But I love. Wayne's World, obviously. I think, but I think the I think the script is funnier. Wayne's World. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with either. There's there's a fair amount of nostalgia associated with this for me too. So, also, why running scared is, <laughs> I think, two slots above it. All right, Blues Brothers, six point three. Gosh, you have Running Scared at top five. I kind of forgot that. I oh man, holy smokes! I'll 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 die on that hill all day. I said holy smokes the other day and. My son was like, first time I ever heard that phrase was cash. He said it one time to me. Really? I was like, interesting. I, I don't a long. He said it was a long time ago at oh. the old house. Okay. I was like, oh, this kid's got a weird, like a memory, like a steel trap. Hey, good for him. He's a chip off the old block. Hold on to it as long as you can. Hold on for one more day. Ooh. All right, here we go. I'm um, interested. Okay, so you went number seven. Number seven. I will tell you, I rank this movie a lot higher than I thought I would. Like, just from you saying we're watching Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. I never would have expected to put it this high. But I did. I went number 35. Okay. With a 5.4. So I threw it between The Lost Boys and The Rock, which strong. both movies I love. Yeah, so. those are strong movies. I just, man, in my mind when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like that. The soundtrack's great. I don't really remember them, like, loving the movie that much, mm-hmm. but... In my mind, I was thinking, oh, that'll be like kind of probably lower in the, I don't know, 60s, 70s. But dude, 35. And 
well deserved, well earned. I'm glad to hear that. I had a really great time. That's I'm glad. I like I said, I turned it on. It always puts me in a good mood every oh, yeah, time I watch it. It's definitely a good move, good mood movie. I take it for granted too. Like I don't watch it as much as some of the other ones on my regular rotation. But it have it, it's on the it's a poster on the wall down in the basement. So dude, I had not seen it in forever, which I don't know why. But it had been yeah. a long, long time. Works out, man. Word to your mother. Well, hey, thanks for humoring me for Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear you enjoyed it more than you I thought did. you would. I did. I really did. And uh, we'll bring it down a notch a little bit next week, a little bit more somber maybe. That's right. We're getting serious. Until then. Toodles. Bye.